The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Dan Goldberger, lawyer by day and photographer, I guess, by day and by night. And a longtime friend of mine, we met first day, freshman year in college. Dan, why photography as a hobby? So there's no, there's no great answer to that other than about 10 years ago now, um, getting ready to get married, going to go on our honeymoon, thought it was time to buy a camera. No photography experience at that point other than you know, maybe those disposable cameras that we used to use. But, so I bought a DSLR and brought it with me on our trip to Greece. I had a lot of fun taking pictures with it. Um, but when I looked at them after, I liked some of them. I liked a bunch of them. But I didn't understand why some of them weren't as good as I had expected them to be when I took them. Because you looked at the scene, like, wow, you know, in the Greek islands, this is amazing. But why did the picture come out so crappy? And so I started trying to play with them, trying to learn how to make them look better. And it kind of developed organically from there. I started spending more and more time reading, learning, looking at pictures, and then watching videos, learning how to do it that way. And it just kind of took off. And every, every day, at least in the beginning, I tried to spend as much time as I could learning. And, you know, with the growth of social media, the availability, the availability and the ability to share your pictures online, it just kind of grew naturally from there. What's the photography community like when it comes to people teaching others how to get into the hobby and, and what's the best way to learn? Oh, interesting question. So, um, formerly I never had any training. I never, you know, we were in college. I, I didn't take any photography classes. And I think with the growth of YouTube in particular, um, it's really exploded. Um, I certainly paid for some class, some content online and then I've watched a lot of free videos, um, sometimes over and over again, trying to figure out what to do because, um, there's, you know, there's the camera piece and then there's the post-processing editing piece and there's a lot to learn. And obviously you can, you know, everyone has a phone and most people have cameras and you can go out and take really good pictures without knowing much. Um, but to really take it to the next level, there's a lot to learn. And, you know, it's taken me 10 years to get here and half the time I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. All right. So you, you mentioned the, the editing process. So how much is it of actually taking the photos versus editing the photos to get something out that, that you think is impressive? Um, good question. So, I think you'd have to start with, you have to take an interesting photo um, first, meaning what you're depicting, the composition, it has to be interesting. Um, you know, it, there's, you can take pictures of nice sunsets, but if it's just the sky, like, oh yeah, it's a nice sunset, but no one's ever going to think much more than that. Um, so, so that's the first part. And then to really make it look good, I think you need to, to know what you're doing at least a little bit on the editing side. And with the availability of to do this stuff on your phone now, 
you can get really good and get amazing pictures with just your phone and with a little bit of editing on that side. Um, but it takes a little bit of, of effort and a little bit of work the way many people take pictures. Um, you're going to need to do some stuff after on the computer or on your phone. But to me, the, the most important thing is you know, finding something interesting to take a picture of. How much time do you spend on photography now every day? If I can, an hour a day. Huh. Some days, very little. Some days, much more than that. Um, but some of that's just looking at pictures. Uh, and maybe this is, I'm just telling myself this because it's an excuse to go look at Instagram <laughs> or Facebook while I'm supposed to be doing something else. But, um, you know, seeing what other people do, looking at other people's pictures, that inspires me, that gives me ideas. Sometimes it's, I have no idea how that person did that. Let me, let me try to figure it out. And okay. usually I fail both on the, from the camera side and from a editing side, but eventually maybe I'll get there. And, and when you do, you know, you feel pretty good about it, but it's really just looking at pictures, which is on some level the, the most fun part, reading about it and then editing. And then obviously the, the most important part is going out and taking pictures, practicing. Why landscapes for you versus people? I don't know. I have no idea what to do with people. Um, huh. I see, I see buildings. I see landscapes. I have an image in my head. I, I like it. Just it comes naturally. I don't have to think about it. Huh. Um, even with, with people, I just I, I feel confused. I have no idea what to do. Um, obviously, uh, my you know you're supposed to take a picture of the person in front of you, but it just it feels like it's not framed well. It's not composed well. I feel like I missed the right shots. I'm not holding the camera up to my eye the whole time. As soon as I put it down, that's when the interesting thing happens. Um, even with my kids, I, you know, I feel like I'm just lost sometimes that, well, when is, they're is, running around. Is the community, the photography community separated between those who focus on landscapes and scenes versus those who focus on people? Um, yes, I guess. Um, I mean, it's, there you can find groups of people who do everything or do do everything and then only do one or two things but there are i'd say most people have one or two specialties but then also will do do other things as well despite having the two one two or three things that they focus on most but i i mean i i don't read much about people photography because it interests me less much to the chagrin of my parents and uh my wife's parents because there are fewer pictures of our kids to <laughs> post onto the on the internet. All right. So speaking of your wife, she was uh, an earlier guest on the podcast, and folks can go back and listen to Michelle Myers' podcast. Have there been photos that you've really liked that you've wanted to put up in the apartment? And she said, "Nah, I don't, know, I just, I don't really like that one." Uh, less, yes, but it's more the other way around, which is that she likes something. I'm saying, "Oh no, I, I, we can't put that up here," and. Um, She'll probably laugh when listening to this because uh, it takes me like a year after living somewhere to finally choose the photos that oh. we're, we're going to put up. And the white walls drive her nuts. And <laughs> she will hock at me all the time. And I just can't decide. I mean, it's almost like I'm paralyzed at times. And so she's like, how about this one? I really like this one. No, 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 that, that, that's not good enough. And, and there have been a couple of mine where I like them. I want to put this up. She's like, well, it's not my, not my favorite, but it's more the other way around of her saying, I like this one. I'm saying, uh, no, 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 not good enough. So then of all, of all the places that you've traveled to your know, photography specific trips and, and others, where's your favorite? 
it's Iceland because it's like no other place I've ever been. Um, I have other places that are unbelievably beautiful or unbelievably cool, but you know, you can be at a 200 foot waterfall and then drive five miles and it looks like you've landed on a space station on Mars and then drive into a windstorm that, you know, you can't even describe what it looks like because there's sand blowing at your car and you didn't know that there was any sand anywhere near you. And then you'll come out of that and you'll be on a black sand beach with huge cliffs overlooking it. And there's just no other place like it that I've seen. Can't you make any place look cool? I'm not that good. Um, no, seriously. Yeah, you can make places look cool, but I, you know, the hope is that you can get as much in camera and do as little after, yeah. after you take the picture as possible. What's the best starter camera or a recommendation of a starter camera someone who whether they wanted to make photography a hobby or just simply start taking better pictures your phone which is probably the first time i've ever said that in response to a similar question um start with your phone the stuff you can do on your phone now is amazing and if you want to if you want to move past that it would really be based on what you like to do how did you determine what you like to do? Um, well, I always kind of knew I was drawn to shooting pictures of cities and or landscapes. Um, I just never had any interest really in shooting pictures of people. And so that's what I was drawn to. And back when I started in 2008, there were really only SLRs or digital SLRs. Mm-hmm. So you could choose between Nikon and, and Canon. There were other companies, but those were the two. You're going to choose between the two of them, and that's it. But then in the last five years, uh, other companies have really crowded the market, not not especially the DSLR market, but they've created a new type of camera, which is like a DSLR, but it doesn't have a mirror. It just has a digital sensor the same way um, your phone does or other cameras do. But these sensors are now these digital sensors are now the same size as the uh, digital SLR sensors, so you can get image quality uh, at the same level. And I moved over to, to one of them probably around 2013. So I switched to that, and they're smaller, and I think you can, I just think they're better cameras. And I think that's the, where the future's going. All right, last one. Where do you want to go on a photography-based trip that you haven't been? Japan. Why? Um, the com- being able to shoot the the modern architecture they have, and at the same time shoot some of the historical architecture they have, is super interesting to me. It was the same way in China, um, getting to shoot these really old cool buildings with huge with huge skyscrapers in the back i like the juxtaposition of those two and the culture and just being over there and all the other kind of stuff you can shoot the landscapes as well just is super interesting to me all right well let me know when we're going wednesday Mm, next wednesday i can't do it this wednesday i can do it next wednesday all right all right i'll pick you up all right thanks buddy all right cool bye now The website is dpgoldphotos.com. Check out Dan's work there. It's stunning. You'll want to frame all of it in your home, and you can. Contact him through the site. 
He also posts a photo per day on Instagram at DP Gold Photos. Photography is his outlet. And on the podcast, we've talked a number of times about how significant it is to have an outlet, a hobby, something that provides some sort of an escape. I like to cook and play tennis. Some days, Marissa thinks that I have more escapes than real work. Some days, she's not wrong. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the show on iTunes. I can't tell you enough how much it means for the show. Also, tell all of your friends, share the podcast, and suggest guests on Twitter, at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. <laughs>